Hey, Jen, want to record a podcast over the holidays in the middle of planning our daughter's wedding? Uh, nope, not going to happen. Yeah, me neither. For the weeks of December 27th and January 3rd, we're going to share some recorded excerpts from our 2020 weekend retreat. We think you'll find these excerpts both informative and encouraging as we head into the new year. Let's do it. Welcome to the Intimate Covenant Podcast, providing biblical teaching and resources to help married couples achieve a fuller relationship and an extraordinary sex life. For more information about Intimate Covenant, please visit our website at IntimateCovenant.com. Here are your hosts, Matt and Jen Schmidt. Welcome to the podcast where we believe the Bible and great married sex both belong on your kitchen table. This week in the podcast, we're going to share a recording from our 2020 retreat. Our theme this year was redeeming, and the following excerpt is from a much longer session titled Redeeming Sexual Desire, Unlocking the Path to Sexual Arousal. If that title doesn't pique your interest, I'll also tell you that this session was delivered and written by my lovely, smart, and beautiful wife, Jen. The entire session is two hours long, so obviously that's more than what we could fit into a single podcast episode, but suffice it to say that Jen knocked it out of the park with this one, detailing the process of sexual desire and arousal, and then practically addressing the most common accelerators and breaks that affect our sexual arousal. The section that we're sharing with you is about addressing a common sexual break encountered by most women, self-criticism. But don't worry, husbands, there's plenty of helpful information and encouragement here for you as well. So here's Jen. So let's talk about break number two, which is self-criticism. As we introduced last night, and as I've already said several times, times today. We're all made up of the same parts, just organized in different ways. And that's true when it comes to comparing male and female, like we did last night. But it's also very true when we're comparing boys to boys and girls to girls. Because what matters most is not the parts you're made of or even how they're organized, but how and what you think of those parts. Why have we given ourselves cultural permission to criticize our bodies? Why? We criticize criticize ourselves with statements that we would not dare to say to our best friend. Here's a rule for you, mamas. Never say anything about yourself that you would not be willing to say to your daughter about herself. Because I can guarantee you, mamas of girls, if you are saying it about yourself in any way that she can hear you, you might as well be telling her that it is true about her because she will form her opinion of her body based almost solely on what you think 
of your body. And if that doesn't sober you up, I don't know what will. Because words are powerful. There is a direct trade-off between your sexual well-being and your self-critical thoughts. You may think, well, I don't say it out loud, but I think it. I think it. In a 2012 review that happened over, uh, that was reviewing 57 different studies, these studies had been conducted over the span of two decades in women across all age groups, all cultural divides. This study of that was looking, this review that was looking at all those studies, so we got a lot of data we're looking at. This review found that women who feel worse about their bodies have less satisfying, riskier sex with less pleasure and more unwanted consequences and sexual pain. Because what you think about your body matters. Because the part of your brain that deals with self-critical thoughts is the exact same part of your brain that deals with behavioral inhibitions. Meaning that every self-critical thought is a literal break to your ability to experience sexual pleasure. They are tied together. You cannot untie them. So women will not be able to experience the fullness of their sexuality until they learn, learn to love the fullness of their body. Turn toward your body, your current body, not your body that was 20 years ago, not your body that you somehow have imagined you'll be in five years after some amazing fad diet. Turn toward your current body with kindness. Practice replacing self-criticism with self-kindness. So you have another homework. It's not on this sheet. But I want you to take a look at yourself in a mirror with all the lights on and all your clothes off. Not only do I want you to actually look, but I want you to make a list of all the things that you see that you like. And if you just cringed at the thought of that, that means you need to do this. Because when your brain fills with self-criticism at what it sees, and it will, probably because you have already trained it to do that, I want you then to be sad about those statements. Own them. Own what you just told yourself about your body. And then I want you to mourn that. Be sad that those statements have robbed you of pleasure. 
acknowledge them, and let them go. And focus again on finding the positives. And I want you to do this every day. And that's hard. I wrote this and I'm like, I probably should start doing that. (laughs) That's hard. But do you know what happens? Because words are powerful. Gradually, your self-kindness voice gets a little louder and a little louder and a little louder. Sometimes we resist letting go of self-criticism because we have this mistaken belief that beating ourselves up is an actual motivator. Like we're going to tough love our body into being what it should be. If we just tell ourselves enough how that part of our body isn't good enough, then we'll actually be motivated enough to change it. It doesn't work like that. It turns out that it's the exact opposite that will happen. Because guess what? When you stop criticizing yourself, you actually begin to heal. And then you can grow. So I want you to stop looking at media that fuels your self-criticism. You need to ask yourself, after I look at this, will I feel better about my body that is my body today? Will I feel better about my body or worse after I look at this? And you need to increase your exposure to media that helps you feel better about your body now and get rid of the influences that make you feel worse. And I'm going to give you a hint. Most media makes you feel worse. So how much time are you spending on Facebook and Pinterest and Instagram? Does it help you feel better about your body or worse? You know what does help you feel better? Friends. Real people. And man, we learned that this year, haven't we? Because I could weep for joy at the ability to be in a room with real people when we didn't think this was going to happen this year. Because friends are powerful influences. Don't underestimate the power of words to and from a friend. Be that friend that lifts up with a compliment. If you are not one who normally speaks compliments, Might I encourage you to start? You have no idea how the power of your words could be exactly what your friend needs most. And guess what? When you practice complimenting other people, you start telling that self-kindness voice that it's time to turn on. You'll find it even easier to compliment yourself when you start complimenting others. And when you hear a friend say something unkind about herself, can you slap her? (laughs) I told you last year, 
If I heard you say the word fat around me, I had permission to slap you. And I did slap one person. I mean it. Don't let your friends talk about themselves that way. And be the friend that's willing to point out, you know what, what you just said about yourself that really, I don't think that was very kind. And then provide them with something that is good. Right? Be that self-kindness voice. Fill it up for them. And when a friend speaks a compliment to you, instead of making a dismissive statement that then minimizes the compliment, can you just smile and say thank you? And guess what? You just have something more to say to yourself tomorrow when you look at yourself in the mirror. If you don't know what to say to yourself, listen to your friend. Because your friend sees you for who you really are. Your self Criticism voice, that is not who you are. So listen to your friend and then repeat it back to yourself. And as we're talking about self-criticism, it wouldn't be complete if it didn't talk about weight. Weight does not define you. Weight does not define health. Weight is just a measurement of your relationship to the gravitational pull of the earth. How stupid are we as a society for putting any power in that number? That's all that that is a measurement of. It is not an indicator of health. You need to all say that to yourselves. Believe it about yourself, but believe it about your neighbor. If I know your weight, all I know is your measurement to the gravity, gravitational pull of the earth. I don't know anything about your health because that is not an indicator of health. Healthy behavior is an indicator of health. Do not let numbers define you. Because guess what? People are healthier when they don't hate their body. No matter what that number is or isn't. You are a healthier person if you stop hating your body. Stop letting a number define you. And the notion of all the same parts organized in different ways is as true about our bodies and how they differ from one another, as it is our bodies over the courses of our lifetime. Because when you put in the effort to learn to love your body now, that means when change comes, and it will, you gotta put that same effort into learning to love your changed body all over again. This is especially true in two different key phases of a woman's life. Going from a pre-baby body to a post-baby body. No matter how many of them you popped out, one or four or six, that's a different body. Because you got a kid that grew in there, it's not gonna ever go back the same way. I don't care what the numbers on the scale say, 
it just all got rearranged. It's not going to look the same. And when you go from a 30-year-old body to a 40-year-old body. I just went through that. <laughs> I'm walking through that now. It's going to look different. Actually, every decade change is going to look different. And it's okay to acknowledge that change and even grieve it. I'm not a 20-year-old. I don't have that body. But I have a lot more that now than I had then. Don't get stuck in wishing for what was. Instead, learn to look forward to the coming years and the joy that they will bring. They will bring changes. Matt and I love the phrase, grow old with me, the best is yet to be. You know what that looks like? That looks like old bodies. I had two very large gray hairs sticking up in the mirror yesterday. And I was like, well, hello. <laughs> One will call marriage retreat. The other will call daughter getting married. <laughs> Welcome to the party. There is change that happens. And it's okay to acknowledge that. Learn to lean into that and celebrate the joy of what's ahead. And if your beloved struggles with this, you have an important role to play. Men especially. You are commanded to be intoxicated with her breast always. Not her 20-year-old breast. Always. That means something. Because she is your standard of beauty. Not her 20-year-old body, but her now. She is your standard of beauty. And if you are looking at porn, you are telling her her current body is not good enough. Would you say that to her face? Praise her as she is now. And learn to mean it. Because sexy is not a number. It is a mindset. And if you help her to embrace the body she has now, lover girl can come out and play. <laughs> so when you learn to enjoy your body as it is now, you take the foot off the brake. To learn to have more and better sex means that you have to love your body. Reduce your self-criticism. That alone will revolutionize your sexual well-being. We hope you've been blessed by this recording. If you would like to join us for next year's retreat, save the date, September 23rd to the 25th, 2021. That's a Thursday evening through Saturday afternoon in Houston, Texas. More information about the retreat will be forthcoming on the website. We anticipate that registration will open in the next month or two. And so if you sign up on the website now, you'll be added to our mailing list so that you get all of the details and updates. Incidentally, if you live near the Dallas-Fort Worth area, we are holding a weekend intensive seminar on January 29th through the 30th. 
where we will be presenting much of the same material from our recent annual retreat. Contact us, podcast at Intimate Covenant, for more information. As always, if you have something to add, if you have some feedback, questions, suggestions for the podcast, reach out to us via the email podcast at intimatecovenant.com. As always, thanks for listening and for all your support. Until next time, keep striving and don't settle. Thanks for listening to the Intimate Covenant Podcast. Please send your comments, questions, and suggestions to our email inbox, podcast at intimatecovenant.com. For more information about Intimate Covenant, please visit our website, intimatecovenant.com. Join our online community, find more resources, and learn about upcoming events to help you and your marriage journey toward a fuller relationship and an extraordinary sex life.